Good afternoon, friends. This is the prophet from the Nazarene ministry out here in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's approximately 1.14 in the afternoon, and I am looking at Dabarim, which is Deuteronomy in English, as promised, and we are in chapter 1. Let me preface it with this, and I've said this before, but for all the new listeners, let me say this. Some years ago, many years ago, actually, more than 20, let's say approximately 20, I was once asked, do I literally believe in the Bible? The biggest part of the Bible is history. It is history, and it's being proven by all the archaeological digs that have proven that what we study in the Torah, or Christians call the Old Testament, the Tanuk in Hebrew, it's history that actually happened. And in Deuteronomy 1, the very first chapter of Deuteronomy, Davarim, It's an amazing history that all the peoples that came out of Egypt, and it wasn't just the Israelites that came out of Egypt, slaves came out. And as I've said before, among those slaves were Ethiopian slaves, Asian slaves, surrounding slaves of different communities nations, tribes, if you will, that were giving as gifts slaves to Pharaoh as well as trading them. And so this is also why as you study Dabarim, now some Hebrew scholars pronounce it Dabarim, the long and the short of it is, in Deuteronomy, we begin to see some of the problems that Moses was dealing with and begins to set up some organizations, some ruling judge, judges that had to be set up to take care of the problems of the people who were coming to him with all their problems and it he was just one man and we're talking about millions of people and back to talking about the fact that there were different peoples that came out this is why God said at one point circumcise them all and bring them all to me so let's pray dear heavenly father Obedient to your call to study Deuteronomy 1, Sacred Father in the blood and name of Yahushua Messiah, the Mashiach Eloheinu, we are praying that you give us Holy Spirit utterance, Holy Spirit voice, wisdom, understanding, revelation, divine supernatural knowledge of your sacred word so that we get the best instruction, advice, and training from the study 
of the Torah. Amen. Now, I have to admit, of the five books of Moshe, or Moses, the Torah, the five first books of the Bible, I love the Bible. But Deuteronomy, or Dabarim, is one of my favorites. I've got to say that. In the Messianic scriptures, Matahayu and John are, are my favorites. But there's so much to learn from so many other books of our Holy Scripture. And one of the things that we're going to be studying in the future is the books of Enoch, which in my humble theological opinion and other theologians as well, Enoch should have been put in the Holy Scriptures. Why? If you're going to understand the prophecies of the different prophets in the sacred scriptures as well as revelations, you need to read Enoch. Now, the ancient peoples at the time of our Savior and before would have known about the books of Enoch and studied them in their lessons. And so they had an advantage. The Hebrew people who followed our Messiah, they had an advantage. And we, the non-Hebrew people that have been brought in to the grace, the gift, the forgiveness, the mercy, the blessing of the Father God Almighty through our Lord and Savior, it's as if we're playing catch-up. You know, yelling out to the Savior, wait up, wait up, I'm trying to catch up. And the Savior is trying to catch us up. So having said that, turn your Bibles to Deuteronomy 1, and let's look at that first verse. These are the words which Moshe spoke to all Israel. Now, of course, I'm reading from the Hebrew. So, and you know, interestingly enough, I was looking at another Hebrew translation. Uh, that comes out of the Masoretic um, translation, Hebrew translation. And it's interestingly different, but it has some interesting aspects in it as well. But this one that I'm reading from, okay, is from what is called the Scriptures. These are the words which Moshe spoke to all Israel beyond the Yarden in the wilderness in the desert plain opposite Suf, between Paran and Tophel and Laban and Hatzeroth and Dezahab, or Dezahab. Now, this other translation, more of an amplified translation, says... These are the words that Moses spoke to all Israel on the side of Jordan regarding the wilderness, the Arava plain, the place that is facing the Red Sea, the place that is between Paran, Tophel, and in relation to Lavah. So it is interesting to do cross studies of different translations because sometimes in parentheses, sometimes not, they give you a bit more information. 
and it's in, it's in, important that we we keep up our studies. Be curious, seek it out. You know, in Matthew seven seven eight, you hear me say it all the time because the Holy Spirit told me I want you to base your ministry on this this verse. Asking you shall receive, seeking you shall find, and not, and it shall be open to you. Now, my friends, those three aspects of that verse are intertwined in each other, interlocked in each other. So we need to ask, seek, and knock. And we'll get into that at another time, very seriously, how important all of that is. And I have found that when you are obedient to the calling of the Father, His Son, and the Holy Spirit, all the blessings that come. Thank you, Father. The blessings that come. Praise His holy name. All right, so we're back to the scriptures, and we're in verse 2. 11 days journey from Horeb by way of Mount Seir to Kadesh Barnea. Now I'm going to read three. And it came to be in the 40th year in the 11th month on the first day of the month that Moshe spoke to the children of Israel according to all that Yahovah had commanded him concerning them. Now of course in one of, one of the reasons why this particular translation is so awesome to me, and I love it so much, is because they actually put back in the, the great scholars that put this together, incredibly educated and wise, put back in the name of the true Father God Almighty. And as we read in Exodus chapter 3, God wanted us to know his name. He told Moses, go and tell him, this is my name for all generations to come. And all of these different translations have replaced the name of God with the title God. And God wants us to know him very intimately. Now let's read one and two again out of this other translation from the Hebrew. 11 day journey Israel made from Jorev along the mountain road of Seir to Kadesh Barnea. And it came to be in the 40th year, in the 11th month, the first day of the month, that Moses spoke to the children of Israel according to all that the Lord had commanded about them. Ah. Oh. Someday I have to in my pronunciation of Hebrew, being that I'm from back east, and well, I, I grew up all over this country. Why? Because my biological father was in the military, and so was my stepfather. And we got moved around a lot. And then when my stepfather, who, of course, married to my mother, uh, got out of the military and, and began to work in the, let's call it the private secular, he uh, had different job opportunities that sent him from one end of the country to the other. So I lived a big part of my youth in California and then 
in Ohio and other places on the East Coast. And, and so my pronunciation of Hebrew, as I've studied it over the years, is, is uh, very unique. I've studied from rabbis. I studied, originally I started studying Hebrew from a lady that was from Russia. And her accent and her pronunciation of Hebrew was quite unique, very, very unique. And um, so please forgive uh, when we start, when I start reading to you in Hebrew, the scriptures, please forgive if my pronunciation sounds a little bit different to you. Because in going to New York and, and, and hearing the Hebrew people, the Israelite people speak Hebrew, their accent and pronunciation of the words, the Hasidic Jews is extremely different from some of the other people that I've studied from. But um, I think the important thing is, is that um, understanding the Hebrew and understanding the proper translation of it and getting the proper message. But I said all of that to say this. I'm looking at this translation right here that's in Hebrew. And amazingly enough, they, like right here in verse, uh, chapter one, verse six, Adonai Eloheinu, they take out the name of God Almighty who wants us to know his name and replace it with, from the Hebrew Lord, Eloheinu. And it would translate out the Lord eternal, our God, spoke to us from this Hebrew translation, spoke to us uh, in Jorav saying, for quite some time you have remained in this mountain. Adonai Eloheinu, Tiber Eloheinu, Bejurav le morav lajim, or it would pronounce lachim shivet bacharuk hazin. So, as we study this, please bear with me, and we'll learn a lot together. That's the best way I could say it. Please be patient, but let's learn together. So. In the third verse, and it came to be in the 40th year, in the 11th month, on the first day of the month that Moshe spoke to the children of Israel, according to all that Yahuwah had commanded him concerning them. Now let's read four. And after he had smitten Sion, sovereign of the Amorites, who dwelt in Heshbon, and Og, sovereign of Beshan, who dwelt at Asheroth in Edrei. Edrei. Interesting. Beyond the Yarden in the land of Moab, or Moab, Moshe undertook to declare this Torah saying. So, now, another interesting thing that we might want to note real quickly here in this verse, Moab, or Moab, all right, that's the area that Ruth grew up in. And, of course, she was a priestess to worship the false god of Moab. But meeting 
her future husband, who was Hebrew, and him speaking with her in love and understanding of how she grew up in that area without being judgmental over her, taught her the love of the Father God Almighty and how cruel it was to sacrifice babies, children, young children. They were sacrificing babies and children uh, that were between one, two, three, four, five years old to this false God. And they would stab these children, blindfold them, stab them, throw them in the belly of these giant images of these false gods and set them on fire. Their blood would be drained down sort of a long slide into, and sometimes the priests uh, drank the blood, people drank the blood. They did all kinds of uh, horrible things. Now, this is what Ruth came out of. Now, why did I bring that out? Because one, it gives us an idea of where our God has led Moshe. And in the, in the coming times, Ruth is going to come out of that. God wanted to save everyone. He loves everyone. Even if we have fallen uh, astray from him, uh, even uh, following false gods or uh, improper gods and so on, God wants to save everyone. And he saved Ruth. He, he had... Uh, Naomi's son uh, witnessed to him and share with her and she became a serious follower of her father God Almighty and then she married Boaz and of course they had a child and the child was raised by uh, Naomi who became the father of David or David in Hebrew the king of Israel, and the very throne, the king, the throne of David is where our Lord and Savior, when he comes back, he's going to rule and reign from that throne. So it's important that we understand all of these things and make these connections. And then we learn so much more. And we, we soak up the history. It, it's so so interesting to me, and I hope it is to you as well. Please forgive me. After he had wounded Sikon, king of the Amorians, who dwelt in Jesbon and Ah, king of Bashan, who dwelt in Asroth in Edrai, on the side of the Jordan in the land of Moab, Moses began to explain this law saying, the eternal, our God spoke to us in Yahrav saying, for quite some time you have remained on this mountain. Now I'm reading, of course, from this other Hebrew translation, which is a bit different from the scriptures, but it's interesting to do this, this, this cross study between these translations. Go back and depart and go to the mountain of M or Rios and all its neighboring places located in Arava, in the mountain, in the valley, in the Negev, that's south, 
and on the coast of the sea to the land of the Canaanite and to the Lebanon, to the great river, the Euphrates River. Now that's verse 1-7. Now let's, let's read from the Holy Scriptures, okay? After he had smitten Sion, sovereign of the Amorites, who dwelt in Heshbon, and Og, sovereign of Bashan, who dwelt at the Aseroth in Edrai, beyond the Arden in the land of Moab, Moshe overtook, undertook to declare this Torah saying. Now, excuse me, that translation, Moshe undertook, not overtook, Moshe undertook to declare this Torah saying, Yahovah our Elohim spoke to us in Horeb saying, you have dwelt long enough at the mountain, turn and set out on your way and go into the mountain of the Amorites and to all the neighboring places in the desert plain, in the mountains and in the low country and in the, and in the Negev, and on the seacoast to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. So that takes us right to verse 8. Now, so when you hear these terms, Lebanon, now this gives us an anchor, an understanding of the Middle East and what surrounded what would become the Holy Land or Jerusalem, Jerusalem in English, we're beginning to understand about who's around that area. Egypt is in one side, and then above and on the other side is these different peoples. So now let's read from verse 8 real quickly here. See, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which Yahuwah swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Yitzhak, and to Yahakab to give to them and to their seed after them. Now, and their seed, possessive, in other words, to own it. Now, many times people call me up and go, um, and I know this is a segue, but hang in there with me because Many times you've heard me say, utilize these scriptures, these historical events to your advantage in prayer. And is that a good thing? Yes, it is. God is speaking to you through this holy word and he's giving you examples of what Moses or other people in the Bible went through to help you to understand how to pray, how to be obedient, and how to seek out the attention of the Father God Almighty. So typically, I would pray, Dear Father God Almighty, you spoke to me, and you spoke to me through witnesses back east in Ohio when I was just getting started in ministry as a full minister ordained, and you told me to come to the desert. Then you made it clear to me as I asked you, what desert do you want me to go to? You made it clear to me to come to Las Vegas. I was obedient. I came. You answered all my prayers and made it possible for me to completely move out here. Now, Father, in the experience of Moses, you told him to go into this area and possess it. 
Go in and possess the land which Yahovah is giving you. Now, Father, help me and the ministry you have given me to do to possess this land and win as many souls as possible to your kingdom. I pray this in your holy blood. I pray this in the blood of our sacred Messiah. Amen. Now, so you say, well, pastor, how's that? If, uh, how do I do that? Same thing. The father has you, let's say, in Chicago. You can utilize Deuteronomy 1 to possess that land. Now, if you are not meant by the Father God Almighty to possess that land and have a real effect where the kingdom is concerned, winning souls to the kingdom of our Father, Yahovah, the Father will get the message to you. He'll speak to you. He'll direct you through the word or he'll have other witnesses who are hearing him tell you, you need to leave Chicago and go elsewhere, wherever it may be. Florida, wherever he wants you to go to, to be able to go in and possess the land. Because when you're being obedient to the Father, which I was, the whole point I was saying about the Father told me he wanted me to go to the desert, then I wasn't clear what desert he wanted me to go to, and then he made it clear to me through witnesses, I asked him, tell me through witnesses, Father, where you want me to go. I will be obedient. Within 14 days of that prayer, bam, I had witnesses telling me I needed to go to Vegas to do ministry. And the ministry itself signed me to go here. I mean, how many times did I have to be told or hit over the head with that information before I believed it? I believed it immediately because I knew it was the Father speaking to me. I came here and then I asked the Father, I said, you know, your holy word, just like you did with Moses, you provided everything they need, water, you provided food, you provided manna, you provided transportation, you provided everything they need. I have the credit, Father, to, you know, utilize that credit to, you know, uh, you know, get myself to Vegas. Truly, if you want me to go to Vegas, you will provide 14 days from that day praying. I had a person donate over $200,000 plus to me. And I set them down and I said, I would, you know, thank you for this donation. God bless you. This is a fulfillment of what God wants me to do. I explained everything to them. I will never be able to pay you back. And they told me, and they were Orthodox Jewish people. They weren't uh, Messianic believers like myself. And they told me that they knew in their hearts that God wanted them to give me that money. And we just barely knew each other, just barely. And they gave me that money and I came here. So in other words, God absolutely provided, which was another sign to me, like I said, that this is where I was supposed to come. Now, in the trials and tribulations of coming here and um, 
like Moses going, you know, wandering through the wilderness and so on. Um, yes, we've had some trials and tribulations uh, here. And, uh, but I know and in faith, in great faithfulness to the Father God Almighty, that the great blessing that this ministry needs to be able to reach out to all the people that he wants us to reach, not only in Vegas, but the state of Nevada. And he's told me that he wants me to reach out to people in Utah. In other words, Arizona, the surrounding states, California, Texas, etc. In other words, the West. Above us, sides of us, down below us, etc. And where I'm at in Las Vegas, Nevada. And that's going to get done. Why? Faith, obedience. Now, I said all of that, witnessed all that, shared all that with you so that you would understand. You can utilize the word of God to fulfill the destiny that God has for you. And everyone, God wants everyone. Whether God has you save four people in your family or thousands or millions or billions. Everyone should be doing ministry, everybody. And it doesn't matter if you're a plumber, you're a carpenter, you're, you're a construction worker of some kind, you're a governmental official, you are a police officer, you're a security person, it doesn't matter. God will always open up those opportunities for you to share him, his son, and the Holy Spirit to those he wants you to share it with. And all you have to do is just go with it. Be obedient. It's just that simple. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for taking us through Dabarim in Hebrew, Deuteronomy 1, verses 1 through 8. Thank you for these different translations that we are doing a sort of cross-study. I hope this is your will. I hope it is pleasing to you and before you. I love you, Father. And I know the people that will listen to this, they love you as well. Help us to learn and understand your sacred Hebrew. And help me, Father, as we, as you utilize me as a teacher and evangelist of your word, help me. Speak through me. So that all who hear this gain so much. They gain their salvation. That's, that is the treasure of treasures. To know that you're going to leave this earth and go and live in paradise for all eternity. Thank you for the blood sacrifice of your son. Thank you for giving us a way to be forgiven of all sin. Thank you, Father. We pray all this in the blood and name of our sacred Messiah, Yahushua Messiah, the Mashiach, Eleanor, Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, our sacred Savior. Thank you for him sending us the Holy Spirit as our helper. And we will come back to study the rest of Deuteronomy 1. Thank you, Father. Amen.